Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Clicking Balls. We're wrapping up round three of the 2017 AFL season. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is a highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Oh, look, it, it was a, a great weekend for uh, North, uh, going with a, in a with a new rookie in the team. Um, North Heidelberg, I mean. Going into the final <laughs> quarter, eight points down, and uh, young B. Harvey puts his hand up and says, Coach, uh, I'm going to full forward. Uh, and then managed to crack, a, I think, two goals for the term, 11 possessions, and they come home against the Breeze with a five-goal win. It should be noted, he is actually the coach too. Yeah. Well, I don't, honestly don't know if he is, but if he tells you something, what the fuck coach is going to say? No. No, yeah, go exactly. over there, mate. No. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, how many games did you play? Is that less or more than yeah. the, me? It's less, isn't it? Yeah, it's less. Was it, okay. was it 100? Did you do that four times? Yeah. No, then shut the fuck up. Can you I, count it on the whole team's fingers and toes? Yeah. yeah. I think the, the team kicked 13 goals, and uh, Boomer had four for the day, and his brother had five. So I'm going to say, and I bet you not one of them gave each other a handball. <laughs> oh, shit, nah. <laughs> uh, but he had 29 possessions, and you know, just did what he expected to do. And he was only in you know, a canter for most of it. I'd imagine so. Uh, Brenton, you got a highlight. They packed out the stadium, though. Um, it was. It's got to be the controversy at the UFC weigh-ins. Um, at the weigh-ins with DC. At the weigh-ins with DC. We're we're a fan of veteran moves here on this podcast, <laughs> and uh, DC's pulled one of the all-time greats out. Comes into the. He's fighting in the light heavyweight category, which is two hundred five pounds. Yeah, so, and it should be noted uh, for UFC, they usually give you a one pound um, tolerance, correct. tolerance, but not for championship fights. And this is a championship fight. Exactly. So uh, he's fighting Rumble Johnson, who's just a massive, like, musty dude who just like powerhouse bombs people. Probably also say if he does go in over, the fight would probably still happen, but the champ should be off the table, and he would forfeit a fair fucking whack yeah. of salary. Generally, thirty percent of the belt. And also, if the, if the challenger wins, he gets the belt. But yep. if uh, the obviously if Dan, Dan wins or the person who make weight wins, then it's uh, in dispute or whatever. Uh, it's stripped of it either way. Um, but anyway, comes in with the two minutes to spare because I got a, a weigh in time. The latest I can weigh in, it's like eleven a.m. or something. He, he weighs one point uh, two pounds over the limit. So obviously he's, he's not in championship weight. Comes back. I think it was ninety seconds later. Puts his hands on the towel to prop himself up. 
and all of a sudden he's making weight. <laughs> so he's either managed to lose 1.2 pounds in a couple of minutes, which when you're already fasting, uh, starved of water. You're say, it's not like he had anything in his stomach. Yeah, you can't take a shit. You can't piss because you haven't drank anything for 24 hours. Maybe he just really tried hard to have a shit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's got some false teeth or something, got some fillings removed. Yeah, who knows? Shaved his Shaved down. Yeah. Uh, have they said what he did besides nope. leaning on the towel? Because I nope. don't think leaning on the towel would have worked. Well, I, well, I don't think he even tried to, to bullshit. They actually asked the, the commissioner of the New York State Athletic Commission, and they were like, yeah, so what, what's your comment on Daniel Cormier using the towel uh, during the weigh-ins? And the, and the commissioner goes, uh, he didn't put his hands on the towel. He didn't grab the towel. And like, well, <laughs> well, here's a picture of it. He's like, oh, he did? Well, uh, he may wait anyway, so yeah. That was his answer. I, I still don't believe that you could take a pound. Well, 205 pounds, so it's only half a percent. As long as you can get but, some but, form uh, of leverage. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, not, uh, yeah. Like, the, apparently, from the people who are in the know, it's an old school wrestling move. So it's not to put like, your hands on yeah, the towel. It's like the old school wrestling move that is very well known. Okay. We can test this later. Yeah, we'll have people that's trying to test it. But We're not going to. You look, you, look, <laughs> you look at one side of the towel, and the dude has a baseball grip on it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so... It so looks, he, it looks he got his fun. guys are holding the towel? That's what it looks like, yeah. One guy's sort of got uh, just a handful. The other guy has a full-on baseball grip with his back to the crowd. Uh, it sounds like a Chris Angel sort of uh, magic move. That's what I was going to say. If there was a steel rod through the towel... <laughs> yeah, that's not his hands. And, and adding to that controversy, they weren't going to let a chick fight because he's got breast implants. Yeah. Great ones, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, Garcia, I think her name is. Uh, Gonzalez. That's Gonzalez, it. yeah. Um, I don't but, know, but I guarantee I'll be looking it up after this. Yeah, but so you see, uh, well, mixed, mixed martial arts is only being reinstated in New York, so they're a bit behind their commission, <laughs> and they were trying to apply boxing rules to mixed martial arts until Dana's coming there going, guys, we're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is MMA, and here's the rules that you, you guys say, signed on to. Misha Tate used to have the belt. Guys, what are you exactly, doing? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as if you never let Misha Tate in front of a camera, that's ridiculous. So yeah, my highlight round was the uh, New York State Athletic Commission proving that really the the culinary union were preventing us from a shitstorm in New York all this time. Never mind the uh, controversy in the co-main event. Oh my god, wasn't one. that that ridiculous? I ridiculous. think uh, Masasi. Good good result in the end. Yeah, it was I'm, the right I'm result. Fully behind Brought Masasi. around a fucking long ass detour of, of a yeah. way that was uh, well, dodgy shit. To to backstory, it was uh, called off for illegal knees. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Masasi and. Um, it wasn't uh, called off. He, he called a five-minute timeout yeah. for a legal yeah. knee. Yeah, and it turns out it wasn't illegal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they thought was illegal about it, to be honest. Well, the rules have changed. Because they're trying to say if he had two hands on the ground, then he's grounded. Yeah. But it's that's not the rule anymore, is no. it? It's, it's going to be two fist, uh, fist or palms yeah, on the not, ground. Not fingertips. Not fingers, yeah. 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 And, and, and your knees, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to be like a, a three-point. So mm. it's going to be three points mm. on the ground, but yeah. fingertips don't count. It's going to be palm or a fist on the ground. Yeah. So like have, full fist. You have to have body weight on your hand, exactly. Yeah. You, you've yeah. got to be in a stance. You can't yeah. just be scraping. Yeah. Which is fair enough, because people are gaming the system by, you know, really and, and that's what Chris Weidman was trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. And and he did try and play it up when he got need as well. Like, made out he which, was much worse. Which may have backfired. Exactly. Because then Mergliato, who was the referee, he got told from the from the outside of the cage that the lead was legal. Was, uh, knee was legal. Yep. And so he... he re- Reverse decision and Doc came in, stopped it, and he goes, All right, so Mustafi has won. So it was all the mm. fuck around to get yeah. to the right result. It was still overturned because you, there was no instant replays in New York at that time. So, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently using the instant replay wasn't allowed, but yeah. it's allowed everywhere else, but not there. Yeah, to me, it's a, a good end result. Like, yeah. uh, you could argue that Wideman put a bit of mayo on it, but it, if so, that's the price you pay. But even if they do overturn the result, that doesn't matter in the eyes of the UFC. No. Who, who makes the next fight? Exactly. Mm-hmm. They pick who they want, so they know what they saw. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, my highlight of the week, it won't surprise you, had nothing to do with football. Um, but I, I spent most of the weekend at the Comedy Festival. 
Oh, right. Um, and uh, the, what I did learn was that the old, let's rock up and see what we can get tickets to, not a good idea. No? Everything we wanted tickets to was sold out. Oh, shit. Um, so on the uh, Friday night, we went and saw Sam Simmons. Yep. Um, interesting show. Yeah. Uh, I can't explain the finish to it, but suffice to say, one bloke uh, was heckling him as he walked out. So he called him a drunken cunt for about five minutes <laughs> and then left not long after that. Not really to a standing ovation either. Weirdest ending ever. It's almost like a, a Andy Kaufman show gone wrong or something. It, it felt like it at some times. Like we mentioned Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Um, and I even said to the guys I went with, uh, if I could get free tickets to him tomorrow night, I'd love to go. Yeah. I'm not paying 40 bucks again. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we went and saw Luke he- Hegarty, who was really good. Yeah. And... The highlight of the uh, the weekend for me was uh, a little play called Chimp Cop Forever. Chimp Cop Forever. So I'm telling everybody, go see Chimp right. Cop Forever. Whereabouts was it? Uh, t- uh, Trades Hall. Right. So it was only in a small room. Yeah. Uh, small enough they didn't even need microphones. Yeah. Um, it was also only half sold out. Right. Half sold. Um, which we bought tickets two days in advance, which, you know, everything else we wanted to go to was sold out. Well, half sold out is the optimist way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the one show that we bought tickets in advance to that we didn't really need to. Right. But anyway, it's, it's absolutely hilarious, especially if you like uh, Naked Gunnish in some of their humor. Yep. Um, and has the greatest dad joke of all time. But I can't tell you because it'll spoil it for you. So go see. It was 20 bucks tickets too, I think. That's so right. That's a good value. Yeah. Um, so you should enjoy that. So I remember watching uh, Alex Williamson when he was first sort of starting out and he did the Melbourne Comedy Festival. He's did like a show. The loosest guy ever? Or yeah, yeah. Was? yeah. Before he was doing that stuff, he had like okay. a, it was basically famous on Twitter. And like, he's really funny, but you can tell he's run out of material in the yep. show where he starts like literally on the big screen, putting up funny tweets that he's done and going, yep. yeah, look at this. This is my uh, funny tweet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's actually a really talented musician as well. He played played okay. piano and actually did a really funny song. So I'd like to see his show again when he's actually got actual original content, not uh, rehashing stuff that he's put on Twitter. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you'd be uh, impressed then. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if, you, <laughs> yeah. if that exists. Well, but my, um, my morning commute on Friday had a, a tram driver that tried to get on the comedy festival that trans driver train driver yeah but you know um he was he was loving life like yeah. uh jump on at uh at mitchum as a do and he says all right everyone this is the express train to hell and, <laughs> and richmond but hell too hold on and then as we stop at box hill because i wasn't quite expressed to richmond direct but yeah. you know uh, i guess box hill counted as hell no idea he's like all right everyone set your pacemakers to excitement we're going straight to richmond and not stopping if you can't handle it jump off now all right let's go and then as he's going along, he's getting a bit bored, obviously. He's like, all right, you might be wondering why we're slowing down here. Uh, it's because there's stupid speed limits by some dickhead. He's a dickhead, you know, yeah. And he goes, all right, I can tell you a dad joke. Work blue. Yeah. You? I'll tell you a dad joke. So uh, what do you call a bloke with no shins? Tony. Tony. Yeah. Now, some people there see me shaking their head and saying, oi, driver, what about ankles? One, that's not very funny. And two, you're taking this adult thing too seriously. That's my Friday too, people. I'm going to enjoy it. Let's go. Sounds like train job. Train driver's an easy job. <laughs> he was loving himself. Oh, and look, it would not surprise me if it was somebody from the comedy festival. Yeah. Well, he, he did say he had a, a bit of extra material. He had a contest with uh, the other train drivers on Twitter, and we should mention it. But I don't have a, a personal Twitter, yeah. so I didn't fucking bother. Well, but uh, he was enjoying himself. And look, fuck it. If you're going to have a, a job as a train driver, you're not turning left or indicating or anything. So fuck <laughs> it. I mean, what we've learned is that Vic Metro should get all their drivers cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> 
Why not? I mean, half of them are going to be ex-truckies anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, and look, my <laughs> They're train... They're have the good stuff. <laughs> my train ride cost me $3.50 on Mikey, and it sounds like I had more fun than you did at your fucking... <laughs> uh, Sam Simons. Well, Sam like Sims, I said... Yeah. So when did you swipe on then? <laughs> <laughs> I'd never pay to go again, but it, it, I'll tell you what, I'll be talking about it until... Sounds like Mikey. Until yep. next year's bloody uh, comedy festival. <laughs> well, he could turn around and do what Dave Spell did, where he actually makes a whole show out of how shit of a show he did. Yeah, yeah could do. There was um, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, oh, really? Released a, no, he wasn't oh, here. damn. He released a CD years ago called yep. The Day the Laughter Died. Yep. And it was just a CD full of him bombing. Really? Like, yeah, intentionally, he's right. the worst it's ever been. <laughs> I, Not, I actually watched the first season of the three. US version of My Kitchen Rules and Dice was Johnny on it. Rotten Oh, was he? Yeah, the only reason to watch it was Dice. Of it was fucking hilarious. Uh, all right, uh, we, we better mention some football. I don't know why anymore. I'm more interested to talk about the comedy festival for some reason this weekend. Um, Honestly, I, I had a quite enjoyable round of footy. Uh, if you got more than five tips, you've cheated. No, I, I did not get that. No, nobody. <laughs> I, I won't claim that because anyone who picked, uh, well, we'll run through Anyone that got more than five is just fucking lucky. You're just trying to piss people off, really. <laughs> I can imagine there'd be a few people out there that didn't put their tips in and someone's gone, oh, I'll put them in for him. Fuck him. <laughs> I would have done better that way if I tried to pick uh, pick losers. Yeah, in my office tipping comp, more uh, three quarters would have done better to tip exactly opposite. Yep. There were a couple of ones. That was me. I, I got a two mm. last week. But anyway, uh, starting off on Friday night, we had Sydney hosting Collingwood. Um, Adam and Trelaw is going to give the uh, Brownlow medal a shake this year if he keeps yeah. playing like that. Oh, yeah. motherfucker. This, this game shat me. Because I was watching it with the father-in-law who's a Collingwood supporter. And I was enjoying myself. I said, I... there's your second mistake. Yeah. yeah. The was... first one was you married a girl whose dad makes guns. <laughs> yeah, well, that happened. But, you know, I was enjoying it through the way because Collingwood, you know, leading for most of the match, but looking a bit shaky. And I'm thinking, come on, Sydney going to turn this up in a second because they were fumbling left, right and centre. Buddy wasn't really doing much. And I think, any minute now, he's going to get it together and he goes, you know, fuck this. I'm, I'm just going to make it happen. Mm. But, um, no, just, and a point. And it's the third, third week in a row we've, we expect Sydney to come back and be like, all right, no, nah, that'll turn on here, though, yeah. It always reminds me of like a uh, an old prize fighter when all of a sudden they rock up to work one day and they're no good. Yeah. It's just, it's just gone down south and it seems Barco like that's what's happening. Two. But I don't know what's going on with the midfield. They've got a, a, what we assume would be a silver gun midfield. Well, everyone thought they were the best midfield in the league. Yeah, and tore, um, tore them up. Tore yeah. them up. So did Adams, too. Um, oh, was it Adams? No, the other uh, one. Will Hoskin Elliott, he, he had a good one. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know what's Tyler Adams certainly uh, yeah Trelaw is one of the, the most damaging um, midfielders yep. going around at the minute because yep. there's plenty of other um, accumulators yeah. but he seems to do damage every time he gets well, the ball to me he's playing like Dangerfield was about last year to year before yeah, yeah. that yep. uh, his burst his first step as they call it in the NFL is just astounding yeah, exactly. Like getting, um, especially getting his own ball up and under. But he kind of reminds me of uh, a better Nathan Buckley. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah we, and he's got that bit of a look as well. Yeah, yeah true. But we yeah. saw some parts where he's already thinking three possessions ahead. Like you yeah. see him so running. I'm going to hand bust him. He's going to fuck it up. I have to go over there and get it again myself. <laughs> well, there was a few. He lined like uh, out of the ruck. He's grabbed the ball and just had that one step fend off where he's just exploded. Yeah. He sees two guys in front of him, uh, two opposition and one of his own. He's like, all right, I'll handball a little bit in front of him so he has to turn to get it. And then I'm already running by him to get it back. And then I can see someone up there who's ready for the, for the pick. And this is all within the first hand or, handoff, yeah. uh, first uh, palm off. So, look, uh, I'm, I'm as willing to throw the boot into Collingwood as anyone, but he is a genuine superstar, in the like not just in the making, we're in the developing, I suppose. So, are Sydney playing the long game here and just keeping Buckley around? <laughs> I hope so. 
Because uh, that, that's the other good thing, in that uh, Buckley would have been, you know, you feel, feel a little bit of heat. He would have. And yep. uh, now, that uh, that gutsy win, um, it's probably put him uh, three rounds further on. It's all pretty good down on Swan Street, yeah. both ends. Um, I thought that uh, even if Collingwood lost this game, and there was obviously there's a one-point margin, there's every chance they could have lost it. Yeah. They've still shown something in their first three rounds. Absolutely. Just yep. a lack of polish at times, but yeah. uh, certainly... There's a lot of great hope there. And now, you know, a win over Sydney in Sydney is nothing to be sniffed at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I've said, I'm staunchly on Team Sack Bucks, but uh, Collingwood are looking decent. Yeah. Like yeah I, I wouldn't put them in the top eight, but they're, they're definitely building momentum towards that. Well, they've won a game of footy, and as you and I both know, that's hard this year. Because, <laughs> I mean, between the three of us, we've got three wins this year. Yeah. It's uh, going well, going well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Sydney, everyone said, you know, this puts them in a very difficult position because they've got a road trip over to the West Coast this week and then uh, GWS the week after. Yep. So 0 and 5 is very tough uh, to get back from from there. And they've got injuries to some key players yeah. and the rest of them are out of form. Yeah, even Aliyah looked lost down back yeah. as well. It but, looked like uh, they'd figured a way to sort of go over his head. Looking at the stats, it's, it's really marks and uncontested possessions that did it. Well, like it just means you haven't got the ball. Yeah, yeah, so 70 more uncontested possessions and 40 more marks, essentially. And that, like, you know, there'll be coaches examining left, right and centre. But to me, it means you're not pressing the ball carrier much. I mean, as we, much. And I mean, you make Jesse White look like he's a valuable player. Then. <laughs> <laughs> and and they got done by 30 in the tackle count as well. So I would suggest pressure the ball carrier more. But, um, you know, who the fuck am I going to tell um, Sydney how to do I'd shit? I'd suggest keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> um Mills took a great mark backing into the pack too. I thought he could mm. probably change his technique a little bit though, um, yeah. just to protect oh himself. God. You got to turn around and then uh, run a- away and jump and turn into the ball to just yeah. try and protect mm. yourself rather than run backwards. But yep. anyway, he took the marking. Um, his teammates protected him, so that's a good result. And they're still waiting on a couple of ins, but they're not still. the big ins that we thought they'd, they'd be needing. But they're, they're, they're going to say they're crucial. Ins, they are now. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because uh, you've got Heaney coming back in, who's who's been very valuable. I think he's due this week, and some somebody else is due this week, and I've yep. just gone blank on who that might have been. God, I can even. See I think Glandula though it, it knocks McVay. him around so much that yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't expect him to make an instant impact. I don't think he'll be a hundred percent. I yep. think he'll be you know still a little shaky. And I, I never thought they'd miss Ted Richards this much <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier. Yeah. Um, on to North Melbourne versus the Giants. So I gave him a bit of a scare for a minute there. Yeah, uh, North, but uh, the Giants are always going to be too strong. No, like, like, I, like I've called ahead of time, North are going to have a four-quarter fade-out every game up until about round eight, I think, just because no, bugger all of them had a, a full pre. So, mm-hmm. But shit tons to take out of this game, I thought. Yeah. Um, Prius, uh, who said he modelled his game on Mumford, definitely didn't uh, get his colours lowered. Right. Like, well, from the get-go, he, he, he rocked and rode the first first touch of the of the first bounce of the match, which was impressive against Mumford, who came in with a full head of steam. So. Yeah, I think Mumford uh, had a couple more hit-outs. Uh, Prius had a shit-ton more kicks, Mumford had more handballs, but uh, Prius got on the board with two goals, one. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, I called this the Josh Kelly interview, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Nine years for nine million. Yeah, what are they thinking? They've they got no money no. to throw around, what are they going to do? No, I'm on board with that. North have got, uh, I think they've been paying low 90s the last couple of years. You're supposed to get a 95, but they were under that, and they've got an average over the 95 over the two-year, three-year period or some shit. So they've got tons of money to burn. 
Um, fuck it, chase every bastard. They tried to, it. Fuck they yeah. tried to chase Heaney before. Uh, he wasn't on board. They tried to chase yep. uh, Trelaw and Hoskin and Elliot. They didn't want to come. So fuck it, just keep putting numbers in front of people. Yeah, say so they've, they've they've gone all in. I mean, I don't mind offering nine years, nine million because we know that salary cap is going to increase and yeah. mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But Josh Kelly? Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I thought there's better people to go after. If you not put, really like who do you go after? If, if, Zach Merritt from from Aston. Yeah. Try and get. Uh, uh, Fantasia, I reckon Bombers the right, p- right team for the picking. Yeah, Fantasia's not coming out of contract, though, from memory. Uh, I think he's got another few years left on. Um, who was the other one that's playing really good for Essen? Uh, Zaharakis comes oh, out, but, Zara. you know, th- they'll offer him fucking whatever he yeah. asks for. I think there's a lot of, lot of people. I mean, shit, Dusty, you try and show some money at him, I reckon. Well, they'll yeah. throw in a big contract so, to Dusty. Yeah. I mean, nine, nine years for $9 million. If I look down the GWS list of who I'd offer it to, obviously guys like Cameron and Patton, they wouldn't take that anyway. Yeah. Mm. But how far down the list is Josh Kelly? If you go to the GWS, you go, da, 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 yeah. uh, 10, 11, 12, Josh Kelly, there he yeah. is. <laughs> but the thing it's is, a it's also offer. a role that North need to fill in that their outside run is gone. Yeah, they've, yeah, uh, yeah. they've lost Wells and obviously... Um, What's his name, Harvey? Yeah. Yeah. Whoever Harvey. Young, young lad. But I reckon you're better off offering two players for and a half million. Maybe. Uh, see, I don't think so. Well, you've got to move him. And, and nine years is too long contract, I think. Yeah, but it's one of those things where just by making that offer, they're starting to create movement. Yep, so, fucking for, yeah, fucking For so many years, North has been reactive in that. Yeah, that's true. So they've come out strong and said, look, we're fucking serious about building some shit. So, you know, maybe it won't work. Who can tell? But the recruitment department for the last decade has been so passive. Yeah. But I'm glad they're just going out there and saying, look, we're going to put some big numbers in front of people. If and they turn them down, so be it. But so it's their what, choice. Yeah, exactly right. They're not going to die uh, wondering um, mm. if we only offered more. Yeah. It, it does a lot like Scully. Remember he got five years to five million? Yeah. And it was his second year in the in the competition. Everyone went, yeah, you've paid way overs to move him. Mm. But, yeah, and he still, he didn't deliver $5 million worth. But he's an all right player and he's there yeah. now. And I mean, things have proof in the pudding. Things have turned out well for them, so it's yeah. hard to go back and say, "Well, you fucked this one up," because yeah, well, look where they're going. And they had salary cap; they had to pay somebody. Yeah. So. But the thing is, once you like North is not a destination club, and so you've got to decide. All right, what can we do? We're not uh, in the Premiership window now, so we're not attracting the top flight who just want to get a flag before they retire. Mm. Um, we need to get youth, and we need to show we're willing to spend the money to get it. So, so by that yeah. token, fuck yeah, chase whoever you can, and. By making that offer to him, Dusty all of a sudden is like, well, if we can offer that motherfucker that, fuck it, I can get over a million a season easy. He want to be asking for nine million over three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he does. But um, look, I, I would be shocked if Dusty moved. Kelly, I think, is gettable. Dusty, I don't expect to move, but put numbers in front of him, make him make that choice. That's the other thing, too. If you Like you said, if you put nine million nine years in front of Patton or Cameron or Dylan Shield, even, yeah. they're not going to take it. Yeah. Kelly, like, if I was his manager or his old man or his friend, I'd be punching him in the face going, you fucking idiot, you sign that contract now. Yeah. Okay, he's not allowed to sign it now, but you, you, you tell him, mate, you got to take that. That's yeah. stupid not to. Well, the thing is, too, that uh, Kelly's old man played for North, um, but only got 62-odd games in. And uh, last year, they, there was talk about lowering the uh, father-son to 50, which was already too late for North, but... Uh, I think uh, Brad Scott wished that talk had started earlier and actually been and successful. So you should have, a couple of years ago, you should have redrafted him at 45 yeah. or whatever yeah. he is. Which is another reason why um, going in into this week, Magic Door was uh, pulled out because he had a concussion in the um, training on Friday. But uh, they'll he's up to, I think, 27 games now. They'll get another 70, what was it, 72 or 73 on it, into him. 
because uh, he's got eight brothers and sisters. So I reckon get 100 games into him, at least one of his 30-odd kids he'll probably have before he dies is going to be a superstar. Yeah, sounds like the next cloak story. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say, how many of them do you want to get through till you get the good one? I think there's three teams actually trying to avoid any cloak offspring at the moment. <laughs> I did see somebody, oh, it might have been in, uh, Mick Malloy uh, yeah. on the radio or on Front Bar said that, Fuck uh, that front bar. Collingwood are uh, giving uh, condoms to Jesse White. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't want him to. Oh, no. I, I love Jesse White. <laughs> um, any more to say about the game? I mean, GWS did what they did. Their yeah. first week blues are gone now and they're... Uh, yeah. One of the only teams of the round that scored like upwards of 15 behinds and still managed to win. Yeah, I'm going to say, they're a bit wayward early on, yeah. which can happen down in, uh, down in Hobart. Yeah, packed yeah. crowd of 8,500, which was... Both actually, sides of the Brown family. Actually, not too bad for Hobart. Like you know, I think yeah, uh, capacity is yeah. what nineteen, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Bloods punter down there as well. Oh, he was of down course, there. One eye on the dog track. One eye on the, on the footy. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, the commentary decided to stick the boot into punter. Said, uh, "There's the former favourite son uh, up in the grandstand, looking down on Ben Brown, the new favourite." He looked a bit morose about that, to be honest. I'm going to say that punter's still got him covered. Yeah. Only, only just, <laughs> I so. just, but just, yeah. Well, no one was yelling punter's name at the ground. No, it sounded like it, though. Uh, on to the other game in the MCG, a little bit wet there for uh, West Coast and Richmond. How interesting is it to see that uh, Richmond were the accurate ones on the day? Well, it was mainly from lack of opportunity, really. We scored a lot of goals from what? very close in. Lack of opportunity for Vickery to shoot. For for anyone to shoot, because West Coast sort of wasted this in the first half by a long way. Lacroix was a bit off, uh, had plenty of the ball, but um, they just ticked too many points in the first half. And then when it rained, yeah. they allowed Richmond to come back into to their sort of gameplay. Now, what the fuck happened? You tipped against them. Yeah, well, because well, I'm a realistic the, Richmond supporter. The bandwagon should be in full fucking flight now. Oh, it is, it is. But I'm just doing my best not to not to catch that train. I wonder how long until... We did say that if they get up in this game that uh, Hardwick would sign on an extension yeah. before he got to the interviews. Yeah. I haven't heard news about it, so I guess they're still trying to figure out how numbers go that big. Well, let's be honest. I mean, our board isn't the most competent at the moment, so uh, I'm not... not I know, your board's un- fine now. Yeah. not un- unhappy that they're putting this off for a little while. But, no, that's, um, that is sensible. But 18 scoring shots to 11 in the first half sort of told the story, and your leader's only seven points. It's it's really hard to come back from that. And a game of momentum. momentum. Um, and, and Tigers won the contested effort through perseverance in that last half. It was the young kids sort of playing mm-hmm. their role. And it looked like the young kids are actually fit, which is a big difference from the previous couple of years where it's pretty hard to get a, a, a whole game out of some of them. Uh, Castagna was awesome. So was Butler. And should mention it was wet as fuck. Yeah. Like, terrible, yeah. Um, but, but Rioli. It's goal of the year. Class touch. Like, it's going to take something special from Eddie Betts to beat that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think the, the, the thing that was looked over was the sort of class handball from Prestia. The, mm. the catch and give yep. in the in air. air. Yep. Yeah. But that ability to bend a wet ball. Yeah. It's something that normally only comes to veterans after years and years. Yeah. So for Rioli to have that native touch. Yeah. Like, just the... The feel. And he did it twice as well. In the last quarter, third quarter, last quarter, where he stopped on a dime when the yeah. ball was in dispute. Uh, he just mm. put a hand out, literally stopped dead in his tracks and was, was off to full speed in, in no time at all, resulting in a goal for the Tigers, which is a very crucial point. Yeah. Almost fucked it up at the end there where we gave away yeah. a very quick one out of the centre. <laughs> last thing he wanted to do. But well, um, even Bash Hooley making not dumb decisions. <laughs> well, this is the first one I've seen where I thought Rioli, you know, has lived up to the impact we thought he could have. Yeah, well, yeah. To his surname. 
yeah, well, yeah. let's be honest. And, and um, that is true to his, to, to his surname and how they've played in the past. He didn't even lost the ball. When he had it, it was class. Yep. And in a wet weather game like that, that's what you need to really sort of move that momentum around. Well, this suited Richmond so much because wet weather is all about yards gained. Yeah. Um, yep. You kick it long forward or you run the it's ball forward. It's a toe poke game. Yeah, but you, you don't transition. You don't fuck around you know, along the boundary. Yep. You just try and move that fucker forward. Yep. And they did that brilliantly. Uh, especially considering Nankervis, a bull of a man, he, mm. he was owning those and It was either getting yep. punched down and jumped on or it was going forward in the direction that's, they wanted. That's three great per, uh, performances in a row from yeah, Nankervis. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and considering that uh, Gorn's just gone down um, in uh, with injury in one of the other games, yeah. tell you what, just quietly, he might be leading the All-Australian at the minute. He could be. For He's in the right position. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who who else is beating him? Not, not three maybe. weeks in a row. Mumford hasn't had a, a game as... Or maybe we measure Mumford by a different standard yeah. than Nankervis. Mm. Yeah, true. Tell you what, if I had to pick my All-Australian team after three rounds, as yeah. silly as it sounds, yeah. I'm, I'm saying he's on the bench at minimum. Yeah. Also, uh, McIntosh provided some good some good sort of spread in, in our team, good. which was surprising because usually he's been sort of the reactive player. Yeah. But he did some smart work. Um, and Lambert on Mitchell was a game with a paid off. I think yep. it was always going to be a gamble, and it shows good faith in the young kids to put him on someone like Mitchell. Mitchell still did lots of stuff, very class with his use of the ball. His ability to be able to pick a player for a mark in between two opposing players mm. was, was unrivaled. Way to kick. Yeah. yeah. yeah on either side of the body, yeah. like we keep yeah. saying. Tell me who frustrated me, though, was Caddy. Yeah. Like, he did some smart shit and then some really fucking dumb shit. Yeah. He, he was good against Collingwood. He, he was, was, yeah. But in this match, he seemed to just sort of fade it in out. Yeah. Another weird thing, how many, so many players played with Moulders? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, definitely, and I'm not sure why. I mean, I haven't been out them since you pitch. You know, players know what they want to play in better than I am. Yeah, you'd think so. Also, but it just seemed weird why they wouldn't go to screw-ins. And Dusty didn't even worry about a helmet, picks up no. 40 posies, never going to wear it, was Two he? Two goals, yeah. no. Ridiculous. Even Koch put in a good performance as well to back him up. Um, but I thought it was all about the young kids putting in their, their 5 percent for that team yeah. game in order to make sure you get the victory. And, I mean, West Coast today, their winners, Gaff and Lacroix, were everywhere, but uh, Lacroix a little bit too uh, sway, swaying his kicks uh, towards goal, which mm, was hurt. Four. Yeah, and um, but it was just a, a perseverance ever from the Tigers in the last quarter to really get over the line. Mm. Yeah, but on Dusty, this is probably the first game I've seen where he looked poised. Yeah, because yeah. so often he's just so intense, so you know, angry bull. Yeah, uh, that he, he he inspires people by his sheer aggression and how much he wants it. But this one, he looked to think on occasion, like be less instinctive and just decide. Well, look. Instead of palming eight blokes off, this bloke's open. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the ball ahead of him so he can run onto it rather than try and pop it up. Yeah. Might have been just a little bit of confidence in his teammates too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Doesn't I mean, he, he's gonna look great in blue and white next year. Yeah, yeah good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah, that's three in a row for the Tigers and um you gotta say the West Coast be very disappointed that they drop one here, but yeah. the the rain sort of gives them an excuse because it does bring the You'd say on a dry day, their skills on the outside, especially, is going to yeah. um, come to the front. But uh, anyway, you play the. To well, the they they to kicked the three goals seven in the second quarter, and then it rained in the third. If they turn that around to seven goals three, yeah. it's, it's game over. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 Tigers do look top eight, though. Yeah, we do. But um, it's, it's still a tough month ahead or five yeah. weeks ahead that we're going to have to play. We've got Brisbane next week, so that's why I said five weeks, because after that, <laughs> it's getting pretty tough. So it does get hard. We'll, be in, we'll be in the mix for ninth, eighth. Which is nothing unusual. Nothing unusual. Yeah. Speaking of wayward kicking, um, yeah. in the next game, we've got Geelong and Melbourne. And Melbourne actually had a lead going into the fourth. Um, but you look at the halftime scores, nine goals, two to 7-11. Yeah. Uh, 7-11's not a good score. 
Um, you, you could do better, but nine goals too is just unfair. Yeah, well, 32 scoring shots to 26 and lose, lost by five goals. Lost by five, Indoors. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. ridiculous. ridiculous. As soon as Gorn went down, though, it, it, it fucked them up. It's going to fuck them up for the season, I think. Yep. Ten weeks, they reckon. Minimum. Um, and on top of that, you've obviously got uh, Hogan missed this game because he was uh, on suspension and on the darts. Yep. Um, oh, and Jordan Lewis is suspended as well. So yeah. they're going to have to dig deep. Yep. Um, in the coming weeks. It's going to be a rough uh, rough little month for yeah. them. Well, I was looking at their little scoring chart, and I noticed from halfway through the first quarter until a third through the fourth, John kicked 16 goals without scoring a point. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Not a bad effort ridiculous. at all. Ridiculous. And it shows what they they missed Hogan up forward and someone to be able to sort of take the pressure off their forward line because he'll come down the ground as well and work his way forward if he has to. And yeah, obviously that punch is landing him over in um, was a hot dub wine machine festival in West Australia. Yeah. Smoking some durries, enjoying himself. Um yeah, so... Yeah, well, I did see there were seven Melbourne players who uh, had shots at goal and didn't kick it. Like, they, they hit points. Um, Nathan Jones being the worst at 0-3. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've got seven guys taking shots and missing... M- meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Tommy Hawkins, the other end's five, five in a row. straight. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, were there any reports from the Port Adelaide sh- uh, showdown? There yes. will be, yeah. Uh, um, do you reckon any games will be handed out? Yes, yeah. there's been yeah. one. Well, speaking of that, if you get some time off, there's a Silver Raven Festival out in Brossa Valley, uh, <laughs> Turkey Flats. Great, great atmosphere. Good bands. Uh, get down there if you get wiped out for a month. Smoke some darts. Oh, Paddy Rod is out for one. He'll head down. Send, down. send him down there, mate. Represent Port down the <laughs> Turkey Flat Winery. Should be a great day. Um, but with uh, Melbourne and Geelong, it, the class of Geelong, it just shows that they're still well up there uh, in, in contention. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have them as premiership favourites at, at the minute, but I picked them top four at the start of the year, and that's looking still solid. Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure. And they've still got improvement to come. Yeah. You see, I don't, I don't feel so confident. I feel that if Gorn hadn't gone down, they might struggle. Um, and, you know, they've gotten out of jail a couple of times. But, yeah. look, you know, it's that, only, yeah. early, only early days, and they do have some bloody classy players. Yeah. Also, Menegola, first game for the season, I think. Pretty sure he didn't play round one. And he had a blinder, played really good after, yeah. you know, for not playing for since last year, whatever. Yeah. And Menzel had another good game. Yeah. Uh, 4-1. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, al- he's always dangerous around goals. Yeah, he, he's looking like he's taken a, another step in class, though. Um, on top of that, is it uh, Parfit got the uh, rising star nod? Deservedly, yep. I thought he was very effective. Well. Yep, um, taking the jumper off uh, Jimmy Bartel um, from last yeah. year, so it's good to see they got some class um, back in that uh, Guernsey by the looks of it. Yeah, and, and Jimmy, it puts. Yeah. Um, I was going to say it puts uh, Hawkins and Menzel both in the top five for the Coleman race. There you are. Yeah, yeah. So round three. Lock him in. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a small forward that leads at halfway, or, yeah. or is there thereabouts? Well, yeah. apparently it's Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron and Josh Kennedy uh, with 13 each, and then Hawkins, Betts at fourth, and Menzel at fifth. There you are. To no Hawthorne players in, in there? Uh, no, okay. well, that's Franklin sitting at nine, so you can Sharing claim around. half of that, surely. Around. Um, rough I've, head at 18. Yeah, but like I said, it's going to be a, a bit of a rough time for Melbourne from here on in. Um, they were looking at a, a, a great year, but uh, it looks like Things just aren't going their way. And, you know, this is where it compounds the stupid mistakes from the week before. Yeah, I'll tell you who it was good for, though, is Jack Watts. He took uh, full rucking duties after Gorn went down. Yeah. And I think it's the only game he's had where there was no pressure. Because, you know, he's uh, probably 6'5", yeah. maybe? No, n- not even. No. Not even. Anyway, he's, he's big. Well undersized. He's not a not ruckman sized. But they would have just said to him, look, mate, do what you Gorn, can. he's gone down. You do what you can. Uh, we don't expect you to move mountains. But it seemed like he was actually enjoying his footy. Uh, yeah. He was running around, enjoying himself, getting you know a little bit of a touch up. But it would have been the first game he's had with no pressure whatsoever, and it seemed to do him good. 
Mm, yeah. Uh, also, Stanley was out, wasn't he, for this game? Or did he get injured halfway through? I'm pretty sure they were down to Ruckman. Yeah, well, they... On the um, other side as well. Yeah. Mm. Tim Smith uh, came in before the game and didn't really do much. Yeah. He was yeah. one of those guys that were expecting to swing a bit. Yeah, I think Zach Smith is still yet to come back. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah, Tim Smith, um, I heard somebody call up on the radio. They um, called him the bull or, or something from his uh, from his local club. Um, but he's a, a late, what do you call it, mature age recruit. Yeah. yeah. Tim Smith's a fucking boring name. <laughs> as generic as it comes, yeah. isn't it? It, it sounds yeah. like a, a finger spinner. It's in like the you, you made up an alias just so, all right, this is going to be confused amongst, amongst the most amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, on to the showdown um, on uh, Saturday night. So this was Port versus Adelaide. Uh, fair to say, uh, the the oh, the entire state was uh, rampant yep. um, in anticipation and came out firing as well. Yeah, left the ground firing too. Yeah. <laughs> I saw all the videos going wild. Yep. The, the port lads having a go at each other. Uh, look, I'm I'm not completely disappointed by that because every time I've ever been to a, a sort of South Australian match was a footy park and it was always the Knit and Nannies was yep. known as. So I'm kind of glad they've got a bit of anger in their crowd now mm. and I'm glad it's sort of uh, South Australia on South Australia crime. Mm. Like I say, there are no victims. No, exactly. And I mean, everyone's want to punch a port supporter once or twice. <laughs> and as soon as the cops turn up, no one's running to them. <laughs> um, and there was a bit of biffo on, on the field as well. We already said, like, Ryder got one. Yeah. Um, lucky to get one. I, I thought it, it could have been two. I yeah. think it was two down to one. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a good record because he didn't play last year. <laughs> <laughs> no applicable record, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, he gets the two games. So he's going to sit out one game because uh, I don't think they're challenging that one. No. bit hard when... Uh, I remember the, on the replay the, they were showing it. Uh, Rashido was saying, oh, yeah, there's nothing in that. <laughs> but then he saw it, he ran over and punched him. He goes, oh, that's what it was for. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I like Rashido, but geez, mate, he, he struggles sometimes. Yeah. I remember uh, that one he had, um, he and Kingy are in the, the lab bit. Yep. And they're showing where the people have shots from goals from. And he's like, oh, yeah, what are all those Gs there for? It's, like, uh, it's where their goals are from, Ru. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Just moves on. Like, all right. Like he's a good footballer. He's probably wondering what Bill Laurie was doing in the commentary. <laughs> um, but there was one in, in this game where uh, the, the sealer that uh, Tex Walker kicked from about seven. From 100 metres out, yeah. yeah. Um, Ru did say good one. off one step. And yeah. I thought, oh, I'll watch that again. Took eight steps. Eight steps. <laughs> <laughs> off one step. Well, I mean, the last step was one step. Yeah. Well, he did kick it off one step. Yeah. It was just the seven know, before it. There was, there was seven. Usually a couple of weeks step. until you sort of add the, the tax onto the, <laughs> the story. Before it gets out to 80 or 90 yeah. metres. Off one step. Next thing, he's going to be standing still, facing yep. the other way. Yeah. And yeah. a hook shot. I mean, it was a great goal. It wasn't Malcolm Blight. Let's be honest. No. If it wasn't video of that Malcolm Blight goal, no one would believe it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, Buddy-esque. It was that kind of distance. Yep. And it cleared the goal line. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And Buddy missed one to try and get them back in the game on the weekend from about 60 out. And Tex uh, showed him how it's done. Yeah. Showed him how it's done for a change. We're all, all Tex fans, but fuck, he, he had a great one. Didn't he? And yep. as a... Like, if you're going to step up, and he's already playing at such a high level, to step up even further is better again. We did say last week, he had 11 score involvements. But uh, it'd be nice to get a couple more goals in a full forward. Did it? Yeah. Um, he's, he's obviously a listener, which I wouldn't be uh, shocked at all. He's a, a smart lad. Well, he wouldn't be a reader. <laughs> <laughs> he's going, all right, those blokes reckon I should get a couple more. Fuck it, I'll do that. So, you know, good on your text. Uh, taking on board that uh, advice, you managed to get involved in quite a few scores and managed to kick a couple extra yourself. So, well done, lad. Keep the, it up. The scary thing was that the Crows did great without him as well. In round one? Yeah. 
yeah. they're more dangerous with him. And they're like uh, if you if you're going to talk top four sides, they're in the in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. top top four is their absolute minimum from here. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think even even higher. Um, just checking, did uh, Jenkins line up this week? No, no. So he did have a week off with uh, bruised ribs. It's. I think he almost had to just for the way he left the ground. Like if he yeah. came out and played the next week, yeah. Like there'd be too much. Uh, yeah, yeah, bits off there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Old, old How are those ribs going, mate? They're, they're fine, you know. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And I mean, even if you don't have sore ribs, someone starts trying to give you the elbow in them. It fucking hurts. Will. Yeah. Um, anyway, on to the other upset. Uh, well, that wasn't an upset, that one, but the one of the other upsets from the weekend. Um, Frio putting it all together um, to beat the dogs. And yep. you've got to say, Frio took it up to them. It, it wasn't the dogs fucking it up. The Frio were just uh, aggressive. They yep. were assertive and mm. uh, did what they needed to do. Well, it was kind of winding back the clock halfway in terms of uh, a couple of years back uh, in Ross's first season when they made Domain Stadium their, their fortress. So maybe we're back to that. I'm not going to put them in final contention on one match, but uh, they were a very dangerous side when Domain Stadium was their fortress. Yep. The most, hilarious, there. most hilarious thing is they're going to make Domain Stadium their fortress, then have to move. Yeah, <laughs> move over to, yep. to Cockburn. Is it really? Yeah. Is that what the stadium's called? Cockburn, Cockburn Stadium. Stadium or Coburn Stadium. No, it's called Perth Stadium, but that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in it's New Perth Stadium technically, but it's in Cockburn. Yeah, they uh, workshopped hard to get that the name of the, the yeah, Perth Stadium. Well, I guess they're trying, just going to wait and try it's, and sell the, it'll be, it'll be, sell the rights. It'll be Eddie Ad, uh, office or something like it's that. Something Eddie like, Ad, you know what stadium. All they should have done is called it the PCG. And just no naming rights. Just, you know what, we're going to stamp our fucking this is it. Yeah. But I don't know if they're playing cricket there, which would have made it uh, quite pointless. No, PFG. When you've got... It's uh, the same, does it? No, it doesn't. No. But um, anyway, that gets their uh, their first one off the board and uh, all the Owen whatever jokes are going to end for the Frio f- supporters. So I'm disappointed in that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you would be because now the, the focus is well and truly squared on the well Hawks. Well and truly. Well so and truly. That makes it difficult. But um, I'm going to be honest, didn't watch this game because I thought it was going to be a one-sided affair yeah. and I had to go to work. But <laughs> Bulldogs, like true to everyone else, fucked up my multi. <laughs> oh, no. But, but yeah, I mean, I had, I had Hawks in there anyway. So, I mean, I was rather be disappointed by this one than by the Hawks. So, yeah, um, what I say about that one? Um, it did, uh, Big Sandy had a, had a day out too. Um, it looks like he's getting right. back to his old form. So he's going to be uh, dominant coming the next couple I of I did see another bit of good sportsmanship, which, I mean, makes me cringy as fuck, but I, I still have to support it because I, like, uh, I like the reporting on good side of AFL yep. as opposed to always nitpicking on the, the bad side, like Hoax, Magnus, Rats, which I don't give a fuck about. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see that they're picking up on this little positive media uh, so what fashion. was what was the uh, the good? I uh, stopped play to uh, look at um, was it Pickens injury? Not Pickens. Yeah, he got um, knocked out. Someone else. Yeah, he stopped play, went back and made sure everyone stopped and he get proper medical attention. Yeah. It's been a little bit of that going on uh, this year. Like yeah. the the sportsmanship's coming back. Um, I was trying to think. Even was... the Australian cricket team, beverageness. Well, apparently, beverage is cunt. So I don't know about that. No, <laughs> I'm refusing to believe that. Um, but, I mean, the Bulldogs have won two before this but they weren't convincing really in no. either of them they went to sleep in periods of the yeah. uh, the Swans game but they still got over the line 
Yep. Um, so they they need a little bit of uh, a touch up in form as well. Also, ex- expectations of them are a lot bigger from last year. Of course, whereas, they are. whereas last well, year yeah. up and down, and and they did miracles in the in the finals. So this year, their yardstick's obviously a lot higher, and we're going to hold them to a, a higher standard. So mm. still shouldn't be that surprising where they'll have some off games and still manage to cross the line or lose one of this. Well, the bit that did surprise me was Libertore didn't have the most tackles for the day. Yeah, mm, I had yeah. eight. McRae had nine. I mean, you know, it's still the same team. Yeah, but. Um, it just means that Libertore maybe was a, a little... It's still a good good uh, tackle return, don't get me wrong, but we're expecting 18. Yeah, You'd still rather he'd get the ball a little bit more. True enough. And it was, the good thing was it was over there, so it was dry, as opposed to all the games in Melbourne that yeah. had the MTG. Crazy. But fine. Just showing he's, he's a classy player. He's getting back to it, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, look, if he's in form, he, it makes Freya worth watching, because honestly, he's the, he's the only reason I'd watch Freya. Yep. Uh, it looks like Freya might be hoping to get some form so they get some money for him too. Yeah. Whoa, I, I, yeah. I don't think it matters. I, yeah. I think they're, they're set. If if he's going to go, he's going to get a lot of money. Great in blue and white next year. Um, next to... What's his name from... <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> Kelly and Dusty. Kelly, yeah. That bloke they're paying nine million bucks for. Kelly, Dusty, Fife, all of them. <laughs> they're paying three years worth of salary in one, one uh, season. Um, on to the other inaccurate winners from the weekend. It was St Kilda gave the Brisbane Lions every single chance they had. Yep. Um, I think the the return of Rewalt, just yeah. surprising how, like, two weeks. Yeah. Um, no, he only missed one week. He's a robot. Yeah, he's, he's a robot. He's not human. Um, no. All I'm saying is Asada need to get involved. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, whatever he's taking, that's what the league needs. Let's give that yeah. shit to Essendon because it's working. Yeah, well, say, I don't think it's illegal. It should be, that's the standard. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Stem and, cells. I mean, maybe Gold Coast need to send down some spies to St. Kilda and see how the fuck they do it because <laughs> whatever the injury recovery operation is, it's working. Whoever the doctors are, they're kicking goals because if you can still strap rerolled up and send him out there like that well, after after all the injuries he's had on those legs, then it's yep. quite an incredible achievement. Especially when he thought his career was over and all he needed was a weekend off. I've written him off for, I think it's the third year in a row now. So he's kicked, uh, what's he kicked? Three goals and the Saints mm. have got up. Yep. Do you rest Rewalt this weekend then? Make him uh, one-on-one off for the rest of the year. Look, I just think you try and flog the fuck out of him for the rest <laughs> of the season and see what we can get. <laughs> because it's going to be one day he rocks up and it all falls apart and that's it. I'll get him on the nest as much as possible. Yeah. Um, Brisbane is still not as bad as they could be. No. Um, there were moments in this where they looked like they could uh, pinch one, but at the end of the day, I mean, the weight of possession and just yeah. the sheer number of guns that yeah. uh, St. Kilda had was always going to get them over the line. Look, they were getting dominated everywhere, but they didn't give up. So in, that. F- in fairness, last week, stuck the boots into Daniel Rich. Came out this week, 32 touches, one goal too. Not not the, the most brilliant. He, I can say, he could still be more damaging if yeah. he wanted to be. So he came in Texas, this is. He and uh, he and Beams tried to do what they could, but uh, just didn't have the support they needed. Uh, was this McCluggage's first game as yes, well? Yes, he was back in. The but, uh, number two draft pick yeah. from last year? Not a huge impact, but, you know, he, he's coming back from, uh, was it an ankle? Or? I'm not sure what he did uh, in, in the preseason. Yeah, he had an injury, I remember that much. But, um, look, you know, he's uh, having to deal with the number two uh, he, draft there, tag yeah. and their great new hope and whatnot. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't embarrassed, just uh, you know, not wasn't, many, wasn't able to carry the game on his shoulders. Which no, not, be a not many anyway. touches. He's only a thirteen, but she's first one. Yeah. Um. So he's going to warm into it. Um. You know, he's their big name recruit. Well, so. they know Jack Stevens as well, so they need to share that load around a bit. Yeah. Everyone had to pick mm-hmm. up their pick that pick up their part of that. Yeah. Um. And and, and Hipwood has had another good game. Um. Still needs like he's going to grow into it, but um, for a second year player, I think he's shown all the signs that uh, things are going well. Yeah. 
He's going to be, once uh, Shaki as well um, grows into it, they're going to be a real form- formidable um, one-two yep. up forward for the line. So they've got something there. They're, they're going the right direction. Yeah, yeah. for yep. the Saints though, that inaccuracy in front of goal that Eddie had is concerning. It's crazy. Um, Bruce got, got away with it, but yeah, Bruce Gresham and Membry between them kicked three ten. Yeah, and they're like they're well, their next say, they key are forwards. Their, their key forwards. Yeah, if you rest Weller well, in there for a bit, but if Rewalt's playing on the wing, yeah. Mm. That's who you expect to get. And look, they they had gettable shots. Yeah, I mean, any mark inside the fifty should be a gettable shot. Mm, absolutely, especially that Eddie had, where there's no breeze and you know no rain. Yeah. Speaking of rain, there was plenty at the MCG on Sunday, though. Oh, I loved it. Thank uh, God there was, because it made the game interesting. Carlton versus Essen, I did um, actually a, a lot like the uh, Tigers West Coast game uh, yep. at, at the end. It was fascinating. Like it was a I, grind, I, absolute grind. Um, I was going to say earlier that West Coast versus uh, Richmond, the last quarter, it was no goals for the first fifteen minutes, mm, yeah. and it was gritting. It, it was, was unbelievable to watch. Um, this was nearly that all day. Yeah, um, it wasn't pretty at all, but geez, it, there was feeling in it. Yeah, plus you, you you find there's those people that stand out in those conditions that yeah. still have that slick uh, slick ball movement. They didn't get much of it, like uh, Darcy Parish. Uh, incredible skills in the wet. Didn't get much of it, but when he did, it was so clean. Tipping Woody for me. Yeah, Tipping Woody as well, definitely. He yep. had a, a really nice goal square goal where he just sort of crashed through a few blokes yeah. and just went bang. And the ability to keep his feet, like his 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 hips are so strong that he, mm. he can struggle off tackles, still keep his feet and look to where he's going to offload it and really drive that, that sort of forward penetration. See, to me, that is the most underrated ability in an AF footballer is ability to keep your feet. Because yeah. how many blokes do you see just, you know, fall over left, right and centre. Yeah. But uh, being able to stay on your feet, you're an option. And Yeah, and it stands out. It stands absolutely. out. Like him, him and Jack Viney are two... Cyril uh, famous for it. Like, you can jump, land on five blokes, yeah. turn yeah. upside down, triple twist and land on his feet and be an option. It's it's a skill that I don't understand. Also, old mate from Collingwood. He uh, hasn't played a game yet. Young Gun. Fuck, what's his name? Uh, no, I can't remember. Uh, Elliot? Elliot, yeah. Elliot, Elliot. yeah. Always bounces up. Yep. yep. Oh, um, Jamie Elliot, yeah. There was he didn't have much of an impact on the game, but Weedering um, took yeah. some nice marks. Yeah, oh, he had a, a, a fucking nice wound. Went hard, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, the, the axe wound in front of the head. There was a, a great picture of it that was pretty high def, and I, I reckon I could see all the way through to his brain. Yeah, if that was UFC fight, like uh, at the end of the round, you hear the crowd go, "Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it was opening up." It was a nice gash. Yeah. But you're proud as fuck of those when you're walking off the ground. He didn't look too proud at the time. Yeah. Like, it was uh, Hurley you bumped into, didn't yeah. he? He smacked mm-hmm. uh, the back of his head. Heads, in. I think, yeah. Uh, well, he had a, a, a pinball bump, like a um, cue ball bump. He got bumped and then bumped into. Yeah. yeah. Um, very unfortunate. But uh, there was a couple of times where he outmarked um, Hurley. There was one mm. you know, beautiful timing in, in the push-off and then a run and leap at the ball. Yep. Uh, it's a shame that he shanked the kick, something shocking. Yeah, but uh, Hurley's no slouch, and he was uh, he got the better of him uh, yeah. on, on more than one occasion. Savani was good as well. Uh, not the cleanest skills in the wet, but gave second efforts. Who was that? Jack? No, Savani. No. Savani. Did you say Vani? No, Savani. Oh, Savani. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Savani. Yeah. Anyway, I'm with you now. Yeah. Little Savani. That's yeah. for mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Murphy though. Oh yeah. This is his best uh, captain's run I've seen. Yep. Nice goal too. In, yeah, very much. Wet. Second, second best goal of the weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the, again, it's another team that that's their first win for the year. But they haven't been, um, disa- well, they've been not disappointing, but they've shown something every game. Yeah. Um, and in this one, I thought Doherty was one of the better ones for them as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, 
They've got some young kids that are inconsistent, but they're doing something. They're not scared. So I think yep. that's a big positive for them as well because they'll come Absolutely. around. They'll eventually get a bit bigger and they'll, they'll come through. March Bank was one of them again. Well, like um, we said in the preview, there's no pressure on this season. We're not expecting yeah. much. And the Carlton yep. supporters, as long as they can get a win like this over Old Mate Essendon, yep. if they can back it up with a win over Collingwood, that's a season yeah. victory as far as they're concerned. They're done. They can pack their bags. Yeah. I, love, I love how they've got an alternate strip where they've just put, put the fill colour on their, their logo and that's it. <laughs> it was <laughs> funny, wasn't it? With the... Uh, the outline of the numbers on the back. Yeah. It was very hard to see at times, yep. but maybe that was part of the tactic. Yeah. yeah. Ninja. Worked mm. well. Uh, their, um, their banner was shit again. Yeah. But they still managed to get 50,000 50, people out the, into the, the game, which was yeah. bad for well, it was pissing, pissing down. down rain. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, all their all the Collingwood's, uh, Carlton supporters were left uh, rather buoyant. Yep. And I think Kurnow's proving again that if he can stay fit and not get injured, yeah. then his potential is quite high. It's just a matter of he always has to go back two steps after he gets injured yeah. and then sort of build confidence up. But he looks very confident at the moment. Yeah. Uh, not only just tagging now, his, his offensive role, I think, has increased. Um, on to... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say with Essendon, um, the emotions got him through the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, this might bring him back a little bit. And it's a hard slog in the wet too. Yeah. And I think they're going to struggle through the middle part of this season now. So... We'll, We'll uh, have to keep an eye on them from there. Yep. Um, on to the final game in the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Under fi- siege, I think is fair enough to say. 15 goal winners yep. uh, against Hawthorne. Their first win against Hawthorne. Um, anything bad you can say about Hawthorne is all true in, in this game. Um, Not Gunston's a thing- still goalless. Yeah, even now we go back to the um, being the, the season of good sportsmanship. He finally did kick a goal and he immediately told everyone, no, nah, it's touched, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Started setting up. Yeah. He kicked no goals three, and I think the previous week he only had one shot on goal, yep. and the week before that he had none. So hopefully they put him in the goal square a little bit. But to be honest, um, the, the goals that Hawthorne got were all scrappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing pretty about any of it. I think for a team that's prided themselves on sort of defense and shutting the opposition, they allowed Gold Coast to get nearly 500 disposals. Yeah. 500. It's but crazy. In a week where Ablett said, this, this could be my last season, I don't want to do it next year. He's uh, certainly come out and proved that he can still still mix it up with the best of them. He got yep. the, the opening clearance of the game, and there was a couple of goals he kicked as well where he was just hanging over the back and the mm. ball, yeah. everybody's missed it. It was so, so hard to watch. Yep. Um, In fact, I didn't watch speak, Formula 1. Speak for <laughs> <laughs> but um, Swallow, first match back, 34 touches. Swallow played great. Hall played great. Um, yeah. Took Miller. Yeah. Um, Lions and Barlow both got 30 plus. And what about Adam Saad burning off uh, Piopolo? He's, he's a fucking fast bloke, Sard. Like, Poplo's no slouch, don't get me wrong, but Sard. Oh, he, he, Poplo gave up the chase. Um, I thought Poppy's actually been Hawthorne's best this year, uh, and he was absolutely blanketed. Because yeah. I think that Sard is everything that Poplo is, but younger and, well, six inches taller. Yeah, Poplo does have a bit of, um, I guess, boomerish arrogance about him, in that he's just hungry as fuck all the time, which I love. That's yeah. great. Plus, you know, he's an angry little bloke. So is this Gold Coast really making big strides in sort of their uh, advancement, or is it the, no, the decline no. of Hawthorne? Decline, uh, 100% the decline. A little bit of both, but also Gold Coast pay, playing out of their skin. Yeah. Um, they've been under under siege, and I guess this is where we see Ablett actually become more of a leader that uh, they've been wanting, because he, he did sort of uh, drive it around and just say, look, I'm not, I'm not having this. Yeah. Um, that don't fuck up my team sort of mentality that they've lacked, he actually showed a bit of. He's got to punch a teammate, I reckon. Uh, his numbers, he might have. His numbers were inflated a little bit late. And he started, yep. he played in the back line, he's just picking up numbers. Because I don't think he was best on ground um, right. for, for, for um, the Gold Coast. Yep. Material uh, with six has to put his hand up there. He gets damn close. Yeah. Uh, but again, he the 
uh, probably four of his goals, he didn't work hard for. Right. Like, no, that, that not shows, his fault. That shows quality <laughs> delivery, though. Um, <laughs> you don't want your forwards to work hard. It, yeah, not all it was quality delivery. Sometimes yeah. it was there was three blokes go up to spoil, and he'd be standing at the bottom, and the f- ball would fall at his feet, and it's like, oh, oh, suppose I'll kick the goal. That's a well-weighted pass. But there was some great footage uh, one of the shows I watched showed um, where Aaron Hall was standing on the wing next to Ricky Henderson. Yep. And Aaron Hall, rather than go into the centre bounce, he ran out on a 45. And Ricky Henderson pointed at him and so said, somebody get him. And then he, he ran into the middle. And the ball came out and went straight out to Aaron Hall. <laughs> I'm like, well, Ricky, you know what, mate? Maybe you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I don't think it's a... Like, everyone's saying the speed of Hawthorne's their issue. I don't think it's the speed. I think they're just not worrying about the man. Yeah. Um, because before, you had Sam Mitchell or Jordan Lewis. So he would and like, on. don't worry about it. We'll get this ball, yeah. and then I'm free. Yeah. Well, now you're not getting the ball. You're not free. Your man is. Yeah. There's also the on-field fact. Like, if Henderson's telling someone to do something, they'll be like, fuck you. Yeah. That's not my man. Hodge was the only one that can hold his head up. Um, he had some moments of... Uh, uh, I wouldn't say brilliance, but it was impact, uh, very much impact and smart. Yeah, um, where he was calm under pressure. Um, but there was uh, oh, Matty Lloyd. He said in one of his uh, AFL dot com things today, there is not one Hawthorne player who's improved from last year. Yeah, um, and I, I looked at him and he said, besides Ryan Burton, who played two games last year. Yeah. I looked at it and I thought, yeah, that's that's probably about right. They Fucking just haven't improved. Vickery Fucking hurts hurts agreeing with Lloydie, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Vickery's been um, the. Oh, I don't know if he's been worse at Richmond, but if you put all these games up, this is certainly in the bottom ten percent. Yep, um, his first three well, games. He's had some pretty spud games. He has, yeah, but he's shown some things at Richmond at times. Hasn't shown a thing mm. yet. Um, and so he's been the whipping boy at two clubs so far because like I tell you now the Hawks fans they're off love it oh mate love it <laughs> <laughs> and what I love most is that all of us um, pretty much thought what the fuck are they doing yep, yep. And, but then Yo Clarkson has had a, a better than average uh, win-loss ratio on uh, drawing players in yeah. so you okay. think is he seeing something I'm not you know maybe maybe they well, can Maybe they can do this. The comment I heard was, if anybody can turn Vickery around, Clarkson can. And what we found out is, no. Yeah, no nobody can. can. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I feel better about myself knowing that. Knowing that I, I was right. I could see that and just think, that, that's a bit fucking arrogant, mate. Maybe you should just chill the fuck out. And uh, I, was, I was correct. I, for once, I can say my decision-making skills are superior to someone in the AFL. In this incident only... But I can go to bed with that. Yeah, and also Hawks have got zero draft picks of any sort of. That's uh, it. This is it. Any yeah, importance for the next year and a half, more or less? Because they gave St Kilda a two-year head one, didn't they? Uh, no, they gave them. Uh, St Kilda have got this year's first pick, right? So, which looks like it's going to be you know, top, it's going to be top five pick or, or thereabouts. Yeah. And um, in return, Hawthorne got St Kilda's pick last year, which was pick ten. Yeah. So Saints might have turned a pick ten into a pick. One potentially yeah. at the minute, that's what it's looking like. Yep, yeah, they got Jacob Mira. Uh, sorry, Jaeger Mira. Jaeger mm. uh, Mira, he's still struggling. Yeah, well, you know, he brought the O with them and Hawthorne have kept it. They have, they have indeed. Um, it's also what's been interesting is how badly they've done in the ruck. Because if you remember round one, McKernan I thought did very well. Yeah, um, Jacobs was for mine best on ground last week against yep. Hawthorne, and Jared Witts was just about best on ground. Damn. Jared Witts. Damn. 
I'll have to go look that up afterwards. <laughs> Again, I think we were on the money when you said rucks would have a massive impact this year with the rule changes. Yeah. So um, I think we're proving that we're actually highly knowledgeable people, uh, even though we Definitely. wouldn't be able to pick wits out of a yeah. lineup of people. Well, he does look different now. He shaved his curly locks um, from when he left uh, Collingwood. Um, but, I mean, he was he was not getting a game at Collingwood in uh, behind Mason Cox yeah. last year. Um, and now he's toweling up Ben McAvoy. So you got to ask yourselves, like, there's, I mean, uh, Segler is the ruckman that's gone down who can't uh, ruck for Hawthorne, but mm. he's he's no big name. Yep. Ben McAvoy was going to be a future captain at St Kilda, they reckon. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting toweled up week in, week out. And, and the only good thing for him is nobody else can play his position at Hawthorne. Mm. Yeah. Well, he had 28 hitouts, which, you know, you, you didn't, I didn't see him. Isn't terrible when you think about it, but Wits 40. And that's Damn. 40 is the minimum you want for a Ruckman. Yeah. And it's not like Vickery's picking up uh, any when they change over either. Yeah. I think Vickery had about six or something. I can check it up, but he, he wasn't Six more good. than deserved, let's be honest. Uh, nine. He had nine and then uh, three touches. Yeah, there might have been a few. Where, Sorry, nine touches, three. Where the Gold kicks. Coast forgot to nominate a Ruckman. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, too, you want a Ruckman to kick. You know, you don't want these... You just want the long booting kick if you're going to do it. And, Vickery, terrible. Yeah. Terrible long booting kick. Well, it's, not grabbing it, hands either. He's not be been too bad from a mark outside 50, but not consistent enough. No. For a Ruckman, I think you need a solid 20 to 30 metre kick. That's it. Well, it's like... Fucking boot him 60 metres like Prius does. There's, there's been plenty of Ruckman that all they did was handball. You know, they take yeah. a mark and they handball to the, the rover. Yeah. That'd be fine if they could take a mark. Yeah. But when you're not taking marks, <laughs> you don't get a chance to handball. And if they can hit a handball. Well, that was the funny thing about this game was I said going into it that contested marking is what Hawthorne struggles with and it's what Gold Coast did well. Yep. Mm. Um, Hawthorne didn't uh, give up the you know contested marks. Like yeah. um, Lynch didn't dominate. Um, May did really well down back. But it was just the run all over the ground. And not just the run, it was first to the ball. Yeah. So, which says Hawthorne players are making dumb decisions. Yeah. And oh, there was one play where I fo- finally they've got a bit of uh, momentum, and uh, Gibson picks up the ball and he's running straight forward. And the first thing he does is handball to somebody facing the opposite way, mm. in trouble. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? You like, smile. He, he has been forward. ordinary this year, Gibson. He's been terrible. Yeah. It's been one year too many. Uh, yeah. That's what it's looking like. Honestly, I think so. Like uh, the thing is, too, without Mitchell back there. And Burgoyne running back there when he needs to as well. He's the most intelligent bloke down there because Hodge need, now needs to look forward a lot more. Hodge yeah. has got to play in the midfield. Mm. So Gibson's sort of the smart bloke back there because fuck knows for all he isn't. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's too much for him. He can't keep track of. He doesn't have the situational awareness that's needed in that situation. Um, maybe he can extend his his um, career by moving elsewhere, somewhere that needs someone back there. I, I don't think he's going to extend his career. He's thirty three already. Yeah, yeah, he might have it like. I don't know. You might have a year left if you're looking to say the Gold Coast. I don't know. No one, no one's picking up a thirty-four-year-old. Then they're not paying much, but he can. It's again like yeah. we talked before about coaching. You get uh, trees, and he's someone that can bring um, playing style to teams that don't have it. But it, look, there's maybe two or three teams that could could use him. Well, and it'll be a what, bit player. If you could bring it to Hawthorne, that'd be lovely. <laughs> nah, but I mean, it's it's going to be a, a season. Um, where they're going to judge Clarkson again. Like, you've always got the runs on the board. I think he's been 13 years or whatever it was. Four flags, everyone knows that. But he traded the farm last year. Yeah. Um, and it, it comes back to, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. So his position's fine. He's not going to get sacked. He's signed a big contract. 
but uh, Hawthorne finished low this year and don't get a first round draft pick, it's going to be right, mate. Next year, you've got to do something yeah. because, you know, favourite sons can get sacked. He's doing a George Lucas. And look, there's nothing to say that Clarko can't go, well, I've done all my goals I want to achieve in this role. Like, what's next? Hey, there'll be big money from any club. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is right, come out and fix this up. Yeah. But I mean, the point I was saying was uh, even Sheedy got sacked after 27 yep. years. You know, he yeah. didn't walk away. But his moves in the off-season uh, does, it looks so similar to what Michael Voss did when he sold the farm to get Brendan Favola. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if... It's, could end up at Brisbane. It's a long year to go. Well, I'd love to see him end up as an actual AFL um, employee doing something to sort of... His, what his goal was to legitimise that whole coaching trade. Yeah. I'd like to see that mm. as, a, as an AFL initiative um, that he gets imported for. Probably be in like a, a coaching mentoring or the uh, coaching the coaches type yeah, of role. Yeah, like troubleshooter or something like that where this is how you don't fuck up your coaching. Well, <laughs> I think if he decides he's not coaching... At Hawthorne, there'd be, you know, like we said, there'd be plenty of clubs that put it there. Yeah. Don't be surprised if he's at another club. Say that happens. They're only going to get rid of him if they have something better on the board. The only person thinking better would be Ruse. And even then, like I said, money better. It's only better if you want to change. Sam Mitchell? Yeah. Get him still, back as a playing enough. coach? Not yeah. enough. They need two more years of him, um, well, at least a couple of years as an assistant, or else you end up with a, a herd Voss situation. I, I'd take him as a playing coach right now if he could. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Lee Matthews could make a comeback. He could come back uh, back to Hawthorne. Yeah. No, Let's be honest. Cameron Ling's just waiting for coaching. <laughs> oh, fuck. He can Look, fuck him I, I hope he does, just so he's away from the boundary. <laughs> no, fuck me, he is terrible. Clarko's fine. He'll, he'll still be coaching this time next year, but I'll tell you what, if... Uh, the way the season pans out, if it turns out two years in a row, I don't know if you get a third. Yeah. Oh, imagine the pick-up Buckley. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not happening. <laughs> no, there's no chance. Buckley's not coaching anyone ever again. That's I'm, that's yeah. oh, I'm going to go to Jeff Kennett. Tell him Buckley's his man. Jeff Kennett have a better chance coaching Hawthorne than Nathan Buckley. <laughs> well, let's have a quick look forward then at uh, round four. Uh, West Coast are hosting Sydney on uh, Honestly, Thursday. To me, this is an exciting round again. I know we, pump, we pumped up last week, and I, I think for a lot of the games they delivered. This, I, I really am genuinely excited about this round of footy. All right, we'll try this game then. Yep. West Coast, Sydney. Look, this could go either way. West Coast, Domain Stadium, so they're looking good. We're expecting more from Sydney, but... Um, we couldn't expect less from them. Yeah, <laughs> they're a better side than they've played, and yet they're 0-3, so that seems a weird thing to say, but well, start, we tipped them top two. Start of the year, we said these are the two best midfields going around. Um, yeah. It'd be very interesting to see how it goes. Yep. Uh, I think that... Uh, I'm, I'm tipping the, the Eagles at home, uh, especially after they got uh, beaten last week. Yeah. Um, which puts uh, uh, Swans in a very difficult position at yeah. 0-4. No, I think the Eagles, uh, the, the s- terrible wet conditions have probably drained their legs a bit. I think Sydney's going to get over there and get a win. Yeah, I think West Coast had a five-day break before that game as well, so that could have come into play with it. I'm not sure what day this is, so it's going to be a Thursday s- night. It's going to be a similar yeah. break, isn't it? So, so mm. Yeah, it's, it's shit, that makes it tough. I've got to pick West Coast just because Sydney travelling over there on their current form, I can't see how they get the confidence to beat West Coast over there. But this is going to be an interesting game for all the wrong reasons we expected preseason. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be, you can see what their flaws are now. So how this other team going to exploit the opposition flaws while covering their own. We're going so to see a, a very interesting tactical game. We're going to see a desperate Sydney, which we haven't, yeah. haven't seen. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what team Sydney actually take across there as well. So they try and if um, uh, Dusty, not Dusty Moore, fucking Heaney's back. Yeah. If they slot him in. They reckon he's back. Yeah. And if they go for a young squad that's going to try and outrun uh, Sydney and just try and mix it up a bit, uh, run West Coast, sorry. I think they have to. But after that, I'm tipping West Coast. <laughs> well, uh, it's a stupid year, so everything says West Coast should win. So Sydney's uh, certainly there. Mm, two Sydney's, one West Coast. Um, 
North versus the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium, the big uh, Good Friday football that they've been begging for for years. Yep. Um, mm. Would not surprise me if North created an upset here. This is North's grand final. Um, yeah. That, yep. Yeah. Because let's be honest, not many people are going to watch many other North games for the whole <laughs> yeah. season. So this is a game where you know they've been campaigning for fucking decades but, to try and get this yeah. Good Friday match up. Literally finally, decades. Finally, yeah. they've got it. So you know, you walk into that change room if you're Brad Scott and you say, "Look, lads." I don't give a fuck what happens as long as you put everything out there. Die on the field. I don't give a shit. Just, this is your grand final. Make it your Anzac Day. Uh, yeah. Let's be honest. They're going up against uh, Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson and probably <laughs> Cherry Chase Vegas Vacation on TV. So it should be a hotly watched game. Well, I was saying before, they should have played Gold Coast on this day, really, because then you could have a, a Jew crucify the Son of God again on Good Friday. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is Goldstein playing? Is he, is he back? Yeah, yeah, he played. He played last week, but yeah. is he playing again this week? Um well, it comes down to either Goldstein, Prius, uh, Daw, or Brown drop out. Out of those, Daw's the one that drops. I can say it's not Prius. Shit, no. He's he's more valuable than Goldstein at the current moment. Um, especially with the Bulldogs that don't play with a recognised Ruckman um, at yeah. the best of times. So See, that, that could be where they get it. But uh, I, I think skill around the ground is going to be too good for the Bulldogs. I've been on Prius's bandwagon for a fucking while now. I'm not going to get off. I think he is the sort Three of... Three solid weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a little bit of last season. Hey, you're right. You're right. Um, but I, he is a fucking monster. And I, I can't see anyone... Uh, manning up on him very well if when he goes forward he's going to be a genuine target there plus he runs in a different direction to Ben Brown which is what Magic Door yeah. does not fucking do what he did plus he his second and third efforts as well and not too bad around his knees which is very handy for Ruckman mm, and he's not uh, not afraid to do a fend off when you're 6 foot 7 or whatever the fuck he is a rugby player 110 kilo and uh, don't mind a bit of the don't argue Fuck, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see what happens when Libertore tries to tackle him because he's the most ferocious tackler I've ever seen since his dad. <laughs> he's also five foot two. Exactly. <laughs> so what what happens there? And I think it'll it might define the tackling rules because he could very much jump on and hold on tight, but it may not retard yeah. Prius enough for it to actually count as a tackle. He's going to have Liber on one leg, going to have uh, I don't know. Probably a Dow House on the other leg, looking like Voltron or something. <laughs> Stomping through the middle of the ground. He gets a couple on the arms. Yeah, it'd be great. Lucky Hunter's up there. Um, so do we, I'm on do North. We tip? I'm on North. Uh, I'm on the Bulldogs. Uh, just, yeah, just going with the safe bets. Yep. Uh, i got the Bulldogs. you get four. Class around the ground. Um, we'll do it. But, geez, North could, could do it. Uh, Melbourne are hosting Fremantle at the MCG. Um got to say big sandy going up against jack spencer or jake spencer yep. um after maxi gorn's gone down frio i reckon two in a row i've had people have had raps on spencer he's no gone no yeah. of course um not. and i i don't even think he's a, a, a top 15 ruckman so yeah look I, I i can't see anyone stopping sandalins doing what he wants and if he do it does what he wants fife gets the ball and if Fife gets the ball yeah frio yep. do very fucking well yeah the two hills running alongside outside, um, I think the Freo might put two in a row. Yeah, I think too many strong outs for Melbourne, so I got Freo getting across the line in what should be a hard fought contest. But uh, yeah, the midfield Freo looked to blow it out. Geez, I hope uh, Spencer uh, lasts the game because what's rucking against Sandalands is not going to be pretty. <laughs> no, it's going to be terrible a, for his confidence. That's one where you do want to be Voltron. He'll just end up throwing Viney on his shoulders or something. Very close to the game of the round is GWS uh, playing Port Adelaide. Um, Ooh. What a game! Wow, um, where about that one? In uh, GWS. in GWS, well, actually, University of New the South West Wales, of Sydney. Mm. Um, See the two mongrel parts of town playing each other, so I like it. it should be a hard fought, <laughs> uh, dog eat dog contest. Mm. The I should own it. 
the defining part for me is Paddy Ryder had 48 hitouts last week and he's out this time. Yeah, yep. against um, Big Mumford. And Mumford, he, he is not one that takes prisoners. So uh, they, yep. they needed Ryder there for this. So if they bring uh, Lobby in... He will get destroyed. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to have to play out of his boots because he's playing yep. for his, literally playing for his career yeah. um, in, in this one. But, geez, there's some a lot of targets up forward yeah. um, for, for GWS. A lot of targets in the midfield for Mumford too. Trango's going to be hating it. It's like, oh, shit, I'm just rocking Juniors again now. Yeah. He's only starting to own a role. And West off. I mean, Mumford's just going to you know, mm, chew yeah. him up and he'll, spit he'll, out the bones. Um, I, I really like the way Porter playing at the moment. And uh, young Pepper, geez, there's yeah. something special about him. Yeah. But uh, every every player I think of on Port, the opposite number at GWS, I, yeah. I think is better. And it's just Port need first use of the ball in order to see the game plan, I think. And yeah. trying to get first use without Paddy Ryder there in the middle against mm-hmm. that midfield mm-hmm. is really, really tough. So... If I think it, it's going to be a great match, though. Yeah, if it rains, I think that's going to even out a bit. I'd like to see it rain just so we can have a, a closer match. But if not, I think GWS could just get get across the line from first use of the ball. But a bit of a uh, wayward shoot and a goal could see it uh, even back out. True. So I think there's lots of factors, lots of variables that could bring it to an even game. But I think GWS have the edge. I think Patton had a, a run in the twos. Did he? I, th- I think he's so. trying to come back. Yeah. 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 So he he'll be uh, putting his hand up for selection. But back. I think he. I think he. I don't know. I want to see him playing, but I want to see him playing for a long period of time because he keeps getting yeah. injured. Well, on that note, it'd be interesting to see if, if they are going to put uh, Patton in there and they're playing tall, if Port Adelaide goes opposite and just goes small and hope that they can get more more Try run, outrun. yeah, more out, more outrun them and, and see if they can get the, take advantage of the mismatches, mm-hmm. especially if it's going to be wet. Well, well they do have some great run. And they've got to think who they're going to put on, the $9 million man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Saturday night, Carlton are hosting the Suns at Etihad Stadium. Um, Suns are every chance to put two in a row. If they play with the same fire and, and yep. now they, they believe they can, um, yeah. I think Carlton would be a little bit coming down from their win last week. I think, too, they're going to suffer from having played a slog match in the wet. Yeah. It, it, it drains players so much, having Especially to run young, through the bog. young players. Yeah. Mm. And this one at Eddie had it as well, isn't it? It, it is yep. at Eddie had Interesting. Yeah, I, so, think, I think Gold Coast might get across the line. Yeah, so I'm on the Suns. I think they've showed a lot, and so did Carlton, but uh, I think it's just going to sap them too much. And the Crows are hosting Essendon at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. Uh, I think Bloodbath. Uh, or uh, you mean in scoreline, or as in as in they're going to go the knuckle? Oh, it's scoreline. I, I think so too. I'd, Adelaide, uh, well, in the premiership discussion currently, the, the they're Hur- coming first, so obviously they have to be. The Hurley Walker matchup was going to be great. Yep. Um, yeah, but I think that Crows are just too too skillful and too silky at the minute. I think Walker's flying, and with uh, Eddie Betts down there to catch up anything he drops. Yeah, uh, I think Adelaide could put a nice amount of percentage on yeah, here. I think so too. Yeah, but I think the Essendon might be able to keep it honest for a couple of quarters, but mm. um, I think uh, Crows will eventually out, outrun them. And I think Especially it's just a little bit of finish on, yeah. on Essendon isn't there. Adelaide Oval and talent. Uh, Easter Sunday, we've got uh, Collingwood hosting the Saints at Etihad Stadium. It's going to be a good game. I tell you what, well done the Saints mm. for getting Collingwood to play a home game at Etihad yeah. Stadium <laughs> yep. um, against them. They've done well there. Yeah, and it's going to be a very interesting game for a lot of reasons because both teams are seen to have holes down back. So yep. I hope this turns an old-fashioned shootout. If, it, if both teams have holes down back, you'd have to say the Saints have got the better forwards. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, but, so, but I think um, with look, Trelaw and Adams in the midfield, exactly. you, that, that's the counter. You mm-hmm. have to look after Trelaw. You have to send somebody to him. Yep. You, you can't look, just let him run. Who do you put on him? Like Who who runs with him? I don't know if Jack Stevens will be back. I think he sh- No, I don't think he back. can. I'd like to see Shane Savage. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad um, Because bad he he won't play the 100% tagger role. He yep. will try and run off him and get his own ball. Yeah, um, He's a defensive midfielder, so I, yep. I think he could be a good matchup. 
Yeah, maybe you can stop out with Weller or something and put a bit of muscle on him. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep up with the, with the pace. But Fuck him up good and proper. Put memory yeah, on just, him. Just, yeah, exactly. Just give him a couple and make him know he's there. Um, but I'm still expecting Collingwood to get over the line just because the, the midfield, I think they get first use of the ball. And look, Hickey versus Grundy going to be playing and going to be rocking. Yeah. Grundy's been doing well. Yeah, doing it's, well. it's going to be a very good battle. I think that could be a, a pivotal part of the, the game plan as well because it's going to be very interesting to see if Trelawne Adams get first use of the ball, which sets up, I mean, and obviously you can't uh, underestimate Penelbury, who's always going to be in there yeah. and then setting up mm. plays. So I just can't see how the Saints are going to offset that, that midfield. See, I tipped Hickey to emerge this year, and uh, I'm, I'm feeling like I haven't been wrong so far. But well, he Hickey, emerged last year, let's yeah. be honest. Well, Hickey hasn't really done fuck all much this year. Um, so I'm, I'm backing myself as being infallible. So I'm backing Hickey to have a massive one and uh, Saints to get up. Yeah, yeah, I think Saints as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not calling what I know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Lions and Tigers at the G, at the Gabba, rather. Yep. The, the, the G. Well, it is the G, I guess. Just it, not, it just says G. The G. Uh, what I'm yeah. looking at. Um, I'll tell you what, Richmond have gone 3-0 and and I think surprised everyone. Yep. Um, Including themselves. So do we fuck this one up is the question. That's what I think. <laughs> it's, do it, we fuck this one up? It's, and look, it's, it's not a... You can't count out Brisbane because the effort they put in last week was yep. enough to, to have to respect their midfield. But, it's um, it's going to be shitty weather up there again. Yeah, that's, that's plays with that advantage, though. Uh, it does, <laughs> honestly. Um, I think the, the Tigers should win, which is why they won't. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. But I'm tipping them because I can't tip them. <laughs> against them. I'm yeah. on the Tigers, too. I think um, while they will be feeling the, uh, the legs of the, the wet match... Uh, I think they're still better than Brisbane. I think the young kids are the ones that pulled them through, and so they're a bit more resilient bouncing back from those sorts of encounters. So I reckon they might just be in a bit better nick. Jack Revolt needs to start uh, hitting the scoreboard a bit more. Uh, he's doing enough around the ground. He, he is. He's working hard. But uh, well, We know. play better when Jack doesn't kick many goals, this I think. So. <laughs> this is unfortunately true. Yeah. And finally, Easter Monday, Hawthorne are hosting Geelong. Uh, it could be in trouble. This could be the least interesting Hawthorne versus Long match we've seen in 10 years. For literally a decade. Yeah. Um, 100% it will be. Well, the yeah. problem is, um, who do Hawthorne play next week? Uh, West Coast. Yeah, they'll be doing it without Hodge. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no way known he won't punch someone. <laughs> well, last time we played uh, Geelong, he, he missed the next three weeks with a broken arm. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Mitch Duncan got him. So, yeah, he usually mm. does miss the week after Geelong yep. regardless. Yeah, so there's... The, it, I, I don't think the cats are that much better but i think hawthorne are just feeling all over the shop at the moment well so, they're going to be under siege this week just like gold coast were last week um, yeah. there'll be a lot of players that um, will have to you know sort of justify their position mm. but they've already dropped a few in the previous weeks yep. and i mean that's the bad thing about hawthorne being over three it's not injuries it's only Birchall that's injured really. yeah that's it um but uh, yeah they're going to struggle but if we're yep. talking about you know ruck being so important mcavoy not really. He's getting towed up week in, week out. Yeah. Really doing much. And um, Stanley, no. I think, is uh, doing quite well. Should be back. Uh, Smith's coming back, I think. Smith's coming back. Stan- I'm pretty sure Stanley got injured last week or didn't play or something like that. Pretty sure he didn't play. But, but anyway, anyway uh, Selwood, Dangerfield in the middle. Um, it's just, yep. there's going to be stop. so yep. much yep. ball down Mackie forward. and Menegola as well, putting in their efforts. It's tough to see where they lose out. And when was the last time you can think, you can remember thinking, Hawthorne should tag this bloke? Like they, they don't generally run with a tagger. No, they no. try not to um, most of the time, but they did tag Ablett for three quarters um, mm. yep. last week. Last one who Chris Judge in a West Coast Guernsey. Well, for a start, you've got to say, who do you tag? Because you've got to choose Selwood. You've got to choose or, one of them, don't you? Or yep. Dangerfield. And then once you've got that decided, who do you put on as the tagger? 
I think it's going man to man, old school. Oh, the, oh, the whole way. Yeah. May as well. I mean, Langford's the, the best tagger, but most of that is because he's such a terrible kick of the ball <laughs> that if he's tagging, at least he's not doing that. See, the only person I can think that would be able to outthink them is Burgoyne. But you have him as a tagger, you lose so much yeah. of your possession. Yeah, especially set up play off half back. Yeah, mm. that's where you need him. Um, so I think uh, Geelong are going to do it. Yeah, easier. me too. Yeah, me too. All right, that'll do us for round four. Yeah, be a great round. See ya.